Filthy Casuals fight podcast. First one, we're going to upload the audio as well as the, the videos like we've been doing to, to Instagram. So we're going we're gonna to get into a little non-MMA. Usually we stick mostly with, with MMA on this, but we got to talk Wilder Fury, man. That was such a ridiculous fight. So, man, I don't know if you posted it on our page, but I saw that the the text you sent someone hits you up about the fight and what'd you say on that <laughs> the prediction <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it was actually hoser who hit me up he was like so uh he's like who's winning the fight this weekend um and i was like it's gonna be fury uh between sixth and the eighth rounds um because i don't know i think he had mentioned to me, me before that he does betting and stuff like that or he he does something with with something along those lines and yeah, man, I don't know. I just, I, there was everything I saw was predicting that Wilder was going to win that fight. And I, I just didn't see a, a road to victory for him at all. And Yo. I, I don't know where it came from. Like I said, Shab said something about having an inside source. Uh, and I was like, well, dude, I don't know who the fuck that was, but you know, you need to not listen to them again because I don't know, man, everything pointed to the fact that, um, you know, Fury has clearly a better skill set as far as boxing. And I don't know, like he won every what, 10 rounds out of the 12 last time. So how do you how do you think you know, that this is what I win? thought? And I'm not trying to defend my shitty opinion because I was dead wrong. But we all saw how the first fight went down. He said Fury won 10 rounds. Wilder got two knockdowns and an almost KO. And that's when Fury just rose up from the dead, which is as impressive as this fight in a way, but this was as far as a, a boxing performance, just next level, man. Like it puts him right yeah. up there, in my opinion. And we talk mainly MMA. We're more more casual on the boxing side. For me, it makes me consider him right in the goat discussion for heavyweight boxers. And Absolutely. Said maybe a, a real boxing fan would be able to pull all kinds of other names and stats and title defenses, but that was so goddamn impressive what he did. So. Leading up to it, and this is what I thought going in. So we saw the last fight, how that went. Fury's a much better boxer. I wouldn't deny that at all. He's one of, as far as how he moves, how the agility and how light he is on his feet, and then, of course, the skill with his hands, head movement, he's so high level for a guy that big. So Fury said he's going to come in, come in bigger and in better shape. And I was like, I was honestly on the other side. I was like, dude, I know you went, you blew up to 450 pounds and all that. You had two warm-up fights before Wilder. Like, you got back into, into your shape. I thought he was back. I know he looked still a little bit softer. I thought that was just Fury and the, and the dad bod. He's never going to look like a, a crazy, he's not going to look like a, an NFL linebacker. He's the lineman, you know? Or Anthony <laughs> Joshua. Yeah, like it's he's just never how gonna... he's built. And it's even funnier because it's just, it's like when we got all the DC memes when he was holding, holding the belts, man. <laughs> right. that's what the best in the world looks like as a combat athlete so it just is what it is but i thought fury was gonna i thought he was already in shape he it's it still it didn't go the whole distance but fury's in shape regardless he was absolutely in better shape and he did come in heavier i thought if anything that would work against him and with wilder he came in a little heavier as well i was like it'll just give him a little more power. He's not coming in that big anyway. He's a very, as far as weight at least, very small for, for a heavyweight boxer. So I was like, he'll just probably have a little more power. There's a chance it might slow him down a little, but who cares? Because I thought, honestly, I was thinking about not to compare Ortiz and Fury, because Fury's clearly at a, a higher level, but 
or Luis Ortiz, the Cuban guy that Wilder fought twice, is a very skilled boxer too. And he did in the rematch, he pieced Wilder up for I believe six rounds, and then Wilder caught him with that that bomb and and right hit him in the forehead and almost knocked his his head off. So <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like I thought Wilder was gonna be much more conservative and really just try to avoid keep a little distance. And then he was going to land like 12 rounds. He's going to fi- at least find he's going to find a target for that right hand. Eventually, it's going to happen. I thought Fury was going to fight almost like he did before. I totally discounted him saying he was coming more aggressive, which he repeated over and over again. His dad doubled down on it. I was like, no way he's going into the fire and risking that crazy right hand being dropped. Turns out it was the perfect strategy. Another yeah. side note, the coaching change. Because I was, I was a big fan. I thought it was a great story. That guy, Ben, whatever, that he... His Fury made the comeback with a young trainer that no one would have expected it to work, did really well. And I was like, damn, now you're going to ditch this guy. And like, I know you're probably going to technically a better, better camp and more, more established coaches and all that. That was also perfect. Turns out. And again, Fury it was, didn't seem to be any bad blood between them. It was just Fury was like, all right, I'm going to the next level with this. Like that guy pulled me out of the hole. That was just a smart move. It's like when when the, the NFL team has to fire a coach. It doesn't mean they're a bad coach. It means they weren't the fit for that team. If you were, you have Super Bowl talent and that coach isn't doing it, right? you probably go with a, a guy who's, who's more proven in that aspect. So I was dead wrong about all of it. I just completely misread it. And then how Fury came out that aggressive and just beat the fuck out of Wilder, busted yeah. his ear all, ear all up, which apparently... Wasn't a blown eardrum or anything. It was just just got punched in the ear and it was bleeding in a bad way. But what we can say for sure is it looked like, and maybe it was just from taking shots to the head. It looked like Wilder's, and he did. I saw a few nice body shots from Fury too. Got to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. It looked like Wilder was totally disoriented and his legs weren't under him. And then he fucking afterwards comes with that fucking gladiator suit that he was wearing is. Yeah, heavy, and it, it was just I don't know what publicist or coach or if it was him made that up but it's such a bad look for him being such a savage which he is always saying no excuses then making an excuse and and that clip from Rogan came out of him being like I train with 45 pound weight vests all the time yeah <laughs> man just such a bad look for him so that that's it, it really took a lot of stock away from Deontay but <laughs> I think it puts Fury right up there with Canelo as the the most popular and best boxer in the world. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like what Wilder said, I haven't heard anything about paperwork being official. They're going to try to, he's going to enforce the rematch clause that they had in the contract. Personally, that's a, another little tangent. I think it's kind of dumb to have a rematch clause unless you're the champ already. That's just my opinion on it. I think if you have the belt and you're in boxing, I don't think that I think that's kind of reasonable to have a rematch clause in there like Anthony Joshua did against Andy Ruiz. But in this, I don't think it makes sense at all. I'm not mad at the fight. I'll be hyped to watch it again. And I would still give give Wilder a chance. I think he'll show up a lot better if he makes probably and it sounds like he might have already made some changes with his coaching staff. But I don't know, man, it's hard to imagine him beating Tyson Fury at this level right now. And uh, Fury's 32, Wilder's 36. So while he's right on the edge of where that age is going to start to affect him, where Fury is probably hitting it perfect right now. A lifetime of boxing. He's in great shape. He's going to show up probably a little better, hit a little harder, 
maybe even be a little more aggressive and Wilder is going to have to totally reorient his game plan to try to find an opening for that right hand because punch for punch Fury's going to beat him every time. Yeah, no, and I think I, I think I said that to you in a text about yeah, I mean Wilder's 36, so do we really expect him to, you know, add to his skill set at this point? I don't I don't think we're going to see anything that we didn't see in the first fight or the second fight. Um that yeah, that's gonna change anything. Like you know, Fury won ten out of twelve rounds in the first one, and then won every single round in the second one, and yeah, then you know what I mean. So like, where? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see any way that, obviously, other than the right hand. But it, you know, once you figured out the game plan, that if you just put Wilder on his back foot, he has he has nothing for you. Um, and yeah, no, when you, when you think about the first fight, it's, uh, you, you know, obviously you got to be hesitant when you're fighting Wilder, but how Fury looked, um, you know, of course that was one, the biggest fight that he had back as well. So there was a lot of probably hesitancy, you know, you, you've come all this way back from, yeah, weighing 450 pounds, um, bright lights. So yeah, I think a lot of it was that too. And then, you know, after he got a couple more fights, uh, under his belt, had a draw with someone as established as uh, Wilder. His confidence is through the roof, and I think um, that's another big factor in this. Not that Wilder um, lacks confidence, but Furies is just on another level, and uh, it clearly carries over to the ring. I mean, he he looks completely calm and collected in there, um, and comfortable every time you see him fight. Uh, you know, whereas Wilder, as soon as you put him on the back foot. Like he looks like he yeah. he doesn't even belong in there. Like as soon as he hits that back foot, you're like, oh, this looks like some so, dude they kind of just threw in there. <laughs> like yeah, see you know the I mean? only thing in a a very casual way I can say I could see Wilder having some success, and of course it's just built around setting up his his right hand power. But is if he got a, a high level coach, say he goes and trains with Freddie Roach or something, and he purely just trains him like evasive movements when someone pressures you to pivot out to set up that right hand however it is just whether it's like a because another uh smaller factor but it was definitely there what fury was doing is a very tried and true strategy every time that clinched he leaned on him and tried to back him up a little that does gas you out a lot and if anything i think that's probably mostly responsible for wilder's legs going other as opposed to being punched or if that fucking costume of course wasn't it so i think right. if someone did show him how to first effectively clinch and whether it's like a shell and shell and clinch or pivot out or something of that nature as opposed to just stepping back and hoping you don't get ko'd which he unfortunately did this fight and then just waiting till you get a step forward and throwing that that bomb of a right hand that's just not going to work on on Fury. So unless he can get a little bit evasive and then set up his movement. Also, it is a very strong punch if you step back, set your rear foot, and then throw your power hand. So someone could absolutely show Wilder how to do that effectively. And some, if they pattern the right movements, I could still see him landing. But yeah, as far as a boxing match, if it goes to... A decision in any way there's there's just no chance for him against someone as skilled as fury but we'll see man i i really don't know boxing is, is so fucked up with the promotion at this point 
I've heard a few, I've heard Fury's promoter talk about it. They're like, maybe we'll try to buy Wilder out of this clause because they don't really want that fight again. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What makes sense for Fury now is to go fight Anthony Joshua, beat his ass, and then I think you'd have two fights left on his contract. Yeah, and, and to your point about Wilder backing up, I, I, I don't think it's that he, he doesn't know how to, um, how to circle away or, or, you know, even fight off his back foot. I think it's that he's never been in a situation where he's had to do it. So I think every yeah. time he backs up, his first thought is to, is to throw. As soon as that back foot plants, his first thought is to throw. And the moment that it plants, Fury figured, well, just get in his face because that's just going to cancel yeah. out his reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that if he just changes his mindset from, you know, when my back foot lands, like to throw, you know, to instead like, you know, circle away or reposition, I think that it would it would it would change things. But at, at the end of the day, like there's no category except for the right hand where mm -hmm. Wilder is even you know, within reaching distance of Fury. So I agree. Yeah. Now that just the physical size difference too. And yeah, Wilder's about as athletic as you're going to get as for a heavyweight boxer. But when you have Fury at that weight, that kind of crazy cardio and agility, it's just, it's a problem for anyone to deal with. And yeah, I, I would personally, I'd like to see him piece Joshua up yeah. next more just because Joshua is, is not like he's a, a boxer on Fury's level, but he's a much more technical boxer than Wilder. So I'd like to see that, just how it matches up. Personally, wouldn't even be mad at Fury versus Ruiz. I think that would be a hell of a fun fight to watch if Ruiz got a couple decent wins, like knocked out one of those top heavyweights from over over the ocean man like i know there's i don't know their names there's a few good other british heavyweights yeah that uh if, if he got a, a good win or two i think that would be a great fight for fury i think fury would dominate it, it would just be a fun one to watch so oh, that's the good that's the underdog who uh beat the fuck out of aj you know what i mean it would i think it would just be a kind right. of fun story but yeah because then you could compare you know two guys that have recently fought anthony joshua you know what I mean? Yeah, you you could exactly. gauge the performance off of that. And I mean, Andy Ruiz is is a, is a skilled boxer too. Um, yeah, yeah it would be fun. And Ruiz yeah. might be smart enough. He could, if he wanted to stay defensive, it, it's going to be hard to. He's he's a shorter, stocky guy. It's going to be hard to hurt him at all if he doesn't open up. Which I know he right. will. Like he's going to try to knock someone out too. But it could just it could be a fun fight. So to uh to transition here, man. The one thing I don't want to see. Is Fury fight Stipe or Francis? I don't want to see that for either of them. See, I'm no. a big Stipe fan. I really don't want to see that. As much as I'd like to see that money go to his bank account, I don't want to see Stipe get pieced up like that. And he's a great boxer by MMA standards. I don't think there's any debate here whether he's the baddest guy on the planet being the heavyweight. It's him or John. We'd have to see that fight to confirm. But it's going to be... The biggest guy in the UFC is the best fighter in the world. That just is what it is. Sorry, boxing. It's great sport, right. too. Awesome to watch. But yeah, I really don't want to see Fury box even versus Francis. Oh, it would be bad, man, because Francis is basically the MMA version of Wilder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah. that hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll see, man. And if, if this fight does go back through, we'll, we'll check back in. Like we said, we're definitely heavily towards mma but if there's a, a huge boxing fight for that or for that matter if there's like a giant kickboxing match i'd be mm -hmm. down to to break that down too I, I love watching it when there's something something big coming down on that side too yeah so, we should 
we should um we should also try and follow some of the uh like submission underground stuff and yeah. uh yeah and some of those grappling matches for sure because i watched that was the first um submission underground event that i watched and that was pretty fun i like how they do it man they really force especially when it's just um subs only uh it really forces aggression and it's um not that i don't like watching you know like a, a chess chess match but um mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's just quick it kind of gets it you know you, you fire through the card quickly and you see you see a lot of cool um submissions on there yeah, I hear you, man. And that, yeah, that was Chael's promotion, the Submission Underground. He uses the EBI rules, which are those. So it's submission only with a time limit. And then you go into a few overtimes, and it's whether you get the submission quicker or whoever takes longer to escape. I think it's probably the best rule set we have for grappling so far. And this is as uh, a casual fan, I'm saying that to watch because when we were texting about that, I, I was even, I was shitting on grappling matches a little. Not the the talent of the guys doing it. It's just not that fun to watch. And, like, I've done a little bit of jiu-jitsu myself, so I still, that made me a lot more of a fan of watching it. But mm-hmm. it's still, like, especially the the high-level gi matches don't do much for me. I know if you are you do jiu-jitsu, especially, like, in, in the gi like that, it'd be much more entertaining. But for me, I, I just as a, a fight fan, it's not that good. I thought when Eddie came with the combat jiu-jitsu, that would be my favorite thing to watch. Can't lie. With that, I'm just like, I'd much rather just see an MMA match. The the rules that, that you brought up, is it, it's way more exciting to watch. And Eddie's done a few, I think some other promotions too, where they do it with... Uh, teams i think with submission underground it was a tag team too but like they so yeah was that was Nicky the main craig jones right because yeah those yeah and guys I, like that i do really enjoy watching yeah i matches. think that was the first time they had done um a tag team for the main event but what i mean what happened with that one was you just got a team who was playing super passive and defensive and trying to implement a strategy as far as like the tagging people in and and so mm-hmm. on and like, yeah, that's that that is my one beef when like you do get an extremely accomplished guy um in the jujitsu world, and then he like doesn't he would much rather just come in there and play defensive and just not get subbed by somebody so he can at least say, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I he didn't submit me. And- and that's what that's when it's like, all right, like you, this is just a, a friendly competition, so to speak. Like it is a competition at the end of the day. Well, but like, it was for twenty five grand. Watching. That's why they right, were the main doing event, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I give them a little bit of slack, but like still, like I'm sure you're doing yeah. well enough. And um, and I agree. I don't like I, I don't like the sound of that as much as say a quintet where what they do on that. It's a four four man team. You go in if you lose, you're out. So it's just who goes through the team first. And right. that's great because you can get a guy like Nicky Rod who might run through the whole other team. Or right. if he loses, it's not just because they they gassed him out or something like that. The other side note about that main event, Chael said it after, Craig Jones was actually sick. That's yeah. why he yeah. Nicky didn't tag him in. So it's still, I'm sure he's still expected to be able to win on his own. But when someone puts a strategy of like tapping in and out like that, or not tagging in and out, I shouldn't say tapping with jiu-jitsu, <laughs> yeah. they... Uh, yeah, that does that takes away from it a lot. But I do I like seeing especially guys from the the Donahue Death Squad. It's fun as fuck to watch them go in and rip someone's leg off because it's just so ridiculously skilled. But I also won't lie, what I'm seeing and, and I'm hopeful for a lot of them. We're already seeing with Gary Tonin having a lot of success and one coming out of that camp. 
is I'm just like, oh, how would this translate to MMA? And the thing I was most excited about that we're just on the edge of seeing now is can they pull off this crazy leg lock game that's getting so popular in Nogi on the MMA side? Gary Tonin is is proving yes. Ryan Hall's another guy in the UFC who it seems like no one wants to fight him just because the chances of getting your your ankle tore up is is so high. Like it's such right. a risky fight, and there's it's not a huge reward to fight that guy. He's not like a top contender right now, although I hope he is in the near future. So people have to fight him, and then we see it would be almost like a modern version of the Damian Maya situation. Like, can you deal with this crazy high level of jujitsu? So. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And yeah, I'm absolutely down. If there's any big grappling like matches, shit like that, to to get into that side of it as well. So, moving on, man, we got to talk about the little guys, the whatever fucking however many C's of cringe Henry has in his name right now. They matched up Henry and Aldo. They said it after the the Peter Yan Aldo fight, which Aldo lost. For anyone who doesn't know, everyone was like, "Hell no, you can't give him a title fight after moving down to a weight class." Admittedly, Aldo looked better than we all thought. He yeah. wasn't totally dead. Skeleton pictures were probably more of uh, him just playing games than anything. But how are you going to give him a title? The only thing I can think, I'm just trying to rationalize as a fan, is that the UFC was like. You did so much good work for us. This is one of your last fights. We're just going to, here, chance to get another belt and prove your legacy. Like, purely as a favor to Aldo, I don't know who the fuck would do that because the UFC is usually so savage with how they set up fights and promote, but it just makes no sense, man. Like, I'll watch the fight. I guess it's a decent matchup. Another good test for Henry, but it's Aldo at the very end of his career at a weird weight class coming off two losses. What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. No, like I was saying to you, I think I think this is more of a promotional thing, which, you know, there's no it's no secret that the UFC is has thrown rankings and who deserves what out the fucking window. Um, and I think they intentionally made this fight knowing that people were going to shit on it, talk about it like all these other fighters were going to have shit to say about it, ultimately promoting it in the end. Because if you, like I was saying before, if you if you book um, Henry versus, uh, you know, Jan or even Aljo, it's like outside of, you know, people who follow the sport closely, like what, like to the outside world, like that, you know, you just know it as two, like a high um, a yeah. contender versus the champion. Um, you know, whereas if you, if you make it Aldo versus Henry, Again, like you have the story behind it, people talk shit about it, um, and then you ultimately are forcing Jan and Aljo to fight, which uh, you know one of them one of them will lose their hype in the meantime. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like how how it plays out is is kind of weird. At first, I really hated the um, Aldo versus Henry fight, but I think from a promotional standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Wait, another really, like factor, sense, not not sense. Yeah, sense, well, like. yeah, exactly on that man is the fights in Brazil. So they could have very easily be just been trying to fill a slot in Brazil, and we're like, all right, well, if we're gonna, we need a place right. for Henry. We need a big See, fight. I don't even it's know that. That, that makes a yeah. lot more sense, dude. Like as far as as yeah, far as why did. they're doing it. So, mm-hmm. and, and you're gonna get a great fight out of Jan versus Aljo because there's no way that they aren't going to book that in the meantime. There's no way those two guys are going to wait all that time. And we're going to get an amazing fight out of those two guys. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, really, like stylistically, say Aldo, you know, were to win, Aldo versus Jan or Aljo, like I yeah, am, I am point. very excited for that fight. Um, I just don't have really any interest in seeing Henry Cejudo fight. Like I'm, I'm still not nope. convinced that. I think I think the Dillashaw fight was a was a huge combo of Dillashaw being completely depleted from from dropping down um, all that weight, uh, you know, and even I think he lost the fight to DJ um, and he was getting his ass whooped versus Marias for the first two rounds or first round. And then so yeah, I still think Marlon should have won that fight. I think it props to Henry for making the adjustments he needed to. He did. He played yeah. that fight perfect. So him and his corner did exactly what they should. But I think Marlon could easily win that fight. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. It would be a great fight between Jan and Aljo. Another one who's just lurking there is I want to see Cody Garbrandt versus Jan. That's another matchup that's going to come up, definitely. Then they already have their little promo cut for it. Cody's fighting something too. Yeah, yeah and Cody gets one win. He's, he deserves to be right back in the mix, of course. He, yes, he lost to TJ twice, but he totally he can use that pass now. TJ, TJ did piss hot, so Cody can use that all day and be like, I basically should be champ still. I mean, right. I'm not mad at this argument. Like, again, it's do I don't really personally care about the PEDs, but yes, it's best. And if a guy does actually test, test positive, you got to take that for what it is. So... No, it doesn't mean TJ was doing shit for all his other fights. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. No one knows but him. I don't personally care. He's a, a great fighter to watch. And, yeah, yeah it, but it does. It gives Cody uh, a, a route straight back to the, the belt. And, yeah, I don't know, man. The It, it is weird, but like I said, as, as we break it down, it does kind of make more sense from the promotional standpoint. And... What I said originally, not that I really think anyone was doing this, but there's a chance there's someone who has a good relationship with, with Aldo. It is, it's a good look on him, too, especially if it's in Brazil. Give him a chance to grab another belt. And if, say, he does grab another belt, it kind of solidifies his legacy close to where it was before Connor got that crazy KO on him. Because that is what it is. As much as I'll take Connor versus Aldo any day, I don't think Connor knocks him out in three seconds every fight. You know what I mean? Aldo is a bad motherfucker. He's super skilled as a striker. That was just Connor was in the perfect place, perfect time, did exactly what he 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 was throwing the combo in the the warm up room before he came out. Like that was Connor on one of the craziest runs we've seen in any sport, but definitely in MMA. So yeah. I think that that in in a way Aldo deserves it. So yeah, that makes me not as mad. And also I'm like Aldo can fuck someone up. And let's be real, where we're all at here is we want to see someone fuck Henry up because he's right. so goddamn annoying. So, yeah. yes, the the skill and talent is all there. Yes, he has an Olympic medal, all that. He deserves it all. But he's just taken the Colby route as far as marketing himself. And it's cringy as fuck. And, yeah, he's embraced it. But he hasn't, like, to the point where towards the end of his career, like, I was a fan of what Chael did. It's like a funny gimmick. Like, we know he's doing his pro wrestling thing. We know Chael's a really smart, articulate guy out of it. Didn't bother me at all. Like, yeah, at first, back in the day when he's fighting Silva and John and shit, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. He's annoying as hell. But I've completely come around on Chael. And since then, like, Chael's one of the best commentators we have. I love his breakdown videos. Great. Henry does none of that for me. It just annoys me more and more. There's no, I'm like, oh, he's just playing an act to get paid. I'm like, no, like, dude, be like the fucking... 
be a, a good example as a gold medalist. You know what I mean? Be like, I'm the highest, like most disciplined athlete. Like I work harder. Don't do all this weird, cringy shit. It just, it does nothing. Well, and yeah, the reason know. it works for somebody like Chael is because there is more there than, than that. You know what I mean? Like beyond exactly. him doing the routine, it's like, you know, exactly. He's articulate. He's smart. He has a lot of insight about the sport. Um, and so on. And yeah, with people like Colby and Henry, it's like, you know, if you got rid of that, what, what is there to like, like, what is there to like? And I mean, realistically from what I hear, Colby is like a pretty chill dude. And when you've seen him not put on the act, it's like, he seems like he is a pretty like down to earth, pretty chill guy. Um, which Henry, chances are Henry is too in his like, like if you actually know him personally, but they're also what, what it comes off with as Henry is maybe, his ego matches that big ass head, you know what I mean? Which, and maybe yeah. he deserves it. He is a gold medalist. He does have, have UF, the UFC belts, like, but it's still, that's not appealing as a fan. So I think it, it's kind of a fuck up on his part, but also it has Colby and Henry. You can't deny it has gotten a lot more people talking about them, a lot more buzz around their fights. So maybe it's a smart move, but yeah, I'm, not uh not hoping henry wins that's all i'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah that would and i mean but even still like again like beat say he does beat a guy like aldo there's still a part of me that's like like what do we you know aldo just lost to marais who i don't know i think it would do nothing for henry really yeah i'm sure they're paying him okay but it wouldn't do anything for his stock and then it would just be like all right let's see the real matchup yeah. Now let's see him fight Yon or Aljo or whoever it is. So watch him fight yeah, fucking it, Dominic Cruz or some shit like that if he does win the fight. Cruz has been te- more and more training videos, and he just said like something coming this year. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Then Dominic's one because he has such a close relationship with the UFC. It would make sense if they did him a favor. And yes, yeah. he probably deserves it on his whole history, but he's just been so in and out with injuries. It's hard as a fan unless you're you're really into it to be aware of everything he did. Like we're in a new era of MMA since he was, was champ. We're in totally moved yeah. on. Yes. He did dip back in. He was able to beat TJ, which that was really impressive for him to do that. Coming back off injury. He beat, uh, he had one, one fight where he actually got the finish, which people, of course, you don't usually think of Dom as a finisher. You think of more elusive and just slowly piece, piecing people up and scrambling. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we got a Dominic Cruz versus Henry coming up soon yeah but we'll see man another related topic is henry did technically have to relinquish his flyweight belt and so now he's just double cringe or whatever so he he left that division in a very weird place i we were i I think everyone basically thought it was getting shut down anyway and and i gotta give credit where it's due henry did kind of save that when he he beat dj don't totally agree with that decision but he did he got the win on the the cards so then him moving up though that kind of if he had just stayed at flyweight and ran that shit like dj did it, he probably would have been able to hold that division now we're in this weird place they're going to give benavidez a title shot against uh, i don't know his name off the top that's coming up i'm gonna in, butcher uh, it but i think it's like okay. figueredo or F- yeah figuero i mean yeah some shit like that but yeah that guy so that weigh-in was today that guy fucking missed weight by two pounds so benavidez and i I think every MMA fan is on the same page here. We all want to see Joey get get a belt before he's done. He's getting towards the end of yeah. his career. He's been an absolute savage, putting in work for so long. Just seems like he's he just seems like a great guy. You know what I mean? His no one shot, says anything. 
Yeah, no one says anything bad against him. If he does get a title, I would love to see it, just to see him get a belt, and then he can go out, walk off into the sunset with with Megan O'Leary, just like he fucking should, man. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a weird place because now we we were talking about a little before we started recording here. He wins, gets a belt, probably retires very soon. Maybe even right after he gets a belt. If he loses, now this guy doesn't get a belt, so there's no champ at Flyway. Did they just shut it down right away, or it's just it's weird? And it seems like that division is destined to to go away this year. That's what I'd expect. The only thing that could change it is say he got like a highlight reel KO and says I want to fight again right away against another Flyway. They'd probably be like, yeah, to- cool. He would have to call out Henry. I mean, and even still, that, I don't know. Like, there's not much interest from me in that fight. Um, Didn't he, he lose beat, decision versus Henry, or did he beat him? I think he beat Henry. I think, um, yeah, it definitely, I think it was like a split decision, but I think, yeah, I think you might be right. He did. Uh, be, that would be awesome if he was like, especially if Henry lost, and he was like, hey, you want to come get your belt back? I already beat you. Let's do it. Yeah, and that's, I mean... I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to call out somebody that, like, none of us know? I mean, no sh- no major sh- slight at the at the flyway. Yeah, not at all. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, they Smaller just get no love, dude. Yeah, it's, it's just how it goes. But, yeah, I don't want to hear him call out a guy I don't know. Like, he, he has no choice if he wins, especially in a, you know... Um, a devastating fashion and it's it's clear cut that he's the the best fighter at that division mm-hmm. um either he gets it and he knows what's going to happen with the division and he's like that's it for me which that'd be kind of dope um or he takes a shot and tries to call out henry um which i mean say he were to lose to aldo and aldo becomes champ i don't know if they have a rematch clause or not but um if you lose the belt to aldo fuck dude i wouldn't want to stick around and have to go through yan or aljo or marias again or any of those fucking killers dude i would say you know what fuck it yeah i'm gonna go back down take this fight maybe get my belt back there and then set yourself up you know for you could you could jump up again and then decide to fight whoever has he did do that too then he could legitimately say with with no debate that he really did save that division which would be a great thing because as much as no, I'm not as excited about a flyweight fight. I don't want it to go away. So I just I think it's it's gonna happen, but I I don't want it to at all. I think guys if they want to fight at that weight and you actually are that small, I don't like guys like if you're TJ size, definitely don't cut down to the flyweight. Yeah, he looks but, horrible. Yeah, if but guys who who can actually cut like say a, a DJ or or something like Henry, even though he is big for for that weight too, absolutely. I think the division should stay, but. It would take something like that, like Henry going back down, I think, to give that any chance to last out 2020. Right. Yeah, we'll see but what it happens. Also, I think if it's, it does go away, I think, one, those guys can go over and still make probably better, probably a lot better money than they made here over at somewhere, something like one, or I don't know if Bellator does flyway, but they could probably get paid more over there, or the guys who are a little bigger, like Henry, that size, can go fight at 35 and still have great careers in the UFC. Like I would be, I would be pretty salty if they just cut all those guys, like either ones I've never heard of. I've never watched your fight, but if they didn't at least say like, all right, you can have a fight at 35 if you want, or we can release you and you can go somewhere else. But if they just cut them and we're like, cool, have fun, which is probably what'll happen. Just the, the nature of promotion. I will be right. a little salty as a fan, but is what it is, man. It's a, a business like, like any sports. So the, um. uh, 
You have anything what, uh, else on the flyway? Yo, what would you think about just to kind of if they are gonna keep the division and say Benavidez wins the fight, just because realistically he is a better option as far from a promotional standpoint to be the champion because you know he speaks English, uh, and it just I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> oh, yes. I'm just saying like that it makes a little it, savage, but it is a legit point. No, like yeah, yeah I mean that in, yeah, no, in the I sense that like from. he can promote himself. All MMA fans know him. Like, yeah, he's not a, right. a mainstream name by a long shot. But in you know who, who Joey Benavidez is if you've been any kind of casual MMA fan. Right, and I just mean a combination with his character, yeah, and how he is loved around the sport. Um, if a guy like him wins it, like, what would you think about setting up, like, a flyweight tournament? Like, to gain that, exposure. Yeah, yeah. Gain exposure for all the other guys. You know what I mean? It's like make i don't know how you'd set it up but like um like why not ufc has never done that and i would fucking love that i think that's such a miss yeah you're not and other promotions uh, i I believe one's done it bellator's done their tournaments it got me way more excited about bellator fights the welterweight one they did when mvp was coming up then he got ko'd by i I love that shit man I thought it was great. It got me way more interested in fights I wouldn't normally be hyped for. And they also, the the formula's there. It's worked very well for kickboxing for a long time. I don't know why. I don't recall that being a thing in boxing. Maybe it was early on. It's kind of weird that it it wasn't. But kickboxing has been very prevalent over the years. So I think that would be a, a perfect move. For some reason, the UFC seems totally adverse to tournaments. But they will do, like, Tough was basically a tournament, so why not? Like, right. maybe do a, a contender series, but do it as a tournament, too. That would just be a parallel to, like, I think Flyweight would be perfect, but if, if they wanted to, say, give it a test run, do a contender series, but do it as a tournament. They fight every three months, you know what I mean? Or every two two months. If you, they probably have to shorten the timeline a little, but yeah, I love the tournament style. I think it's a, a great move, man. And it would, it just adds hype. And it, it adds a lot of promotional opportunities to it. So I, I'd be so into that. Yeah, like making an event the same way that they do in Bellator. And they they have all the fighters there that are going to be involved in the tournament. They're all like lined up. And they, I don't know how they, I don't know if they draw fucking, if it's like randomized or if people set it up before. But I feel like they do legitimately just like, it's sort of like how the NBA does their does their draft with like the ping pong balls and shit, but do something like that. Like why the fuck not? Like if you're going to get rid of it, why not do like a last hurrah, like ditch effort and set up an event where people can watch it and like do it live. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be interested in that. Like, bro, on some level, we, uh, we we gotta write the UFC a letter, man. <laughs> shit, just for I the know, fans, right? man, for the casuals. We, yeah. we gotta write some shit. <laughs> for real. Yes, we just tweet Dana now. <laughs> you can be like, "Fuck you." I'm but... just gonna text him my number. Call me when you get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting on that call. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. But we do have another uh, great fight that we have to get to, man. The Felder Dan Hooker scrap last weekend showed up in in every way as far as a good main event over in Auckland. So I was pretty. I mean, Hooker's look great lately. Felder always shows up, and he's a tough fight for anyone. He he's a guy who 
looks like he never will, could have held a belt if things had lined up for him in his career. And I mean, if he got the right fights and matchups, I'm not saying he would have been champ forever, but mm-hmm. he's a, I think he's a champion caliber fighter for sure. So I was pretty excited for that one. And damn, it was a great fight, man. Scrapped all the way through. Uh, Hooker seemed to rely a lot on leg kicks. He was he was trying to, to damage the front leg. A lot of the low calf kicks and shit. That's I I don't know, man. It's kind of and this is how it goes. Things come in waves as far as what's popular moves that are working before guys start effectively countering them and shit. But when I first came in. Probably a lot off how much Rogan was hyping it up, and I do. I like Muay Thai a lot. I was loving the the leg kicks. I was like, this is great. It should be used just like a jab and MMA. You noted it during that fight. It can be a little boring, man, if you know a guy's just trying to attack like the front leg and avoid everything else. And not that, yeah. like, yes, he was throwing a lot of other stuff too, but it is. It's not the best style to watch as far as striking. Like and I would like I do think it'll develop, so I'm optimistic. I want to see it like Muay Thai. Like it is, it's very smart to chop the leg, and then you mix in, you set them up for a a really solid body or head kick. Which of course, yes, they were throwing those too. They're both really good kickboxers. Gotta give them full credit for that. But I'd like to see more of it. Just instead of focusing on the leg, use that to distract from other stuff. It's the classic like you go low, then you can throw something <laughs> high. So I think yeah. that will. Have- but we're kind of in an annoying place with these leg kicks. Dude, I feel like it... Uh, yeah, like, I feel like it's comparable to takedowns. Like, if you do it... If you get a takedown and you don't do anything with it, like, how much... Given when you get hit with those low leg kicks, the damage... It, like, there's more damage than just getting taken down by somebody. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're sure, doing... But let's equate it to, like, you do... You lose a lot of energy defending a takedown and trying to scramble yeah. up, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you lose some mobility with a, a kick that lands correctly. Right. The other differences, though, and I think this will probably help evolve that, that move, too, for MMA, is throwing those kicks hurts your own leg a lot, too. Even if it's conditioned, so you right. hit the knee, or you don't hit it perfect, or, of course, they check it, and it, it's a risky move, for sure. And it seems to be worth it overall, but, yeah, I do think that it's still, there's a lot of development there for MMA. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I was more so annoyed with it in that fight just because, just because how much shit Dan Hooker talked and you're fighting in your own country and you're going to come out the gate and your first move is to ultimately kind of try to render your opponent, um, like, slower and your less hope, effective yeah. than you. Like, if you're going to talk shit, go out there and be completely offensive and tactically... Like, I get that it's a tactic, and, like, I'm fine with it overall. Like, it works, it gets the job done, but don't just go out there in the first round and throw, like, 20 low leg kicks, like, and just chalk that up as the first round. Like, come on, man. Like, if you're going to talk shit in your home country, you got thousands of fans there, and you're just going to be like... So, I don't know. It just felt said, soft to me. Yeah, it was a great fight, and Hooker got the the nod, so you can't say he did anything wrong. But I I felt similar in that he did seem a little more reserved than he normally does. Maybe that's him employing a different strategy, game plan, whatever. Maybe you have to be versus Felder though too, because he can throw. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude. Because I, versus someone like Felder and and getting the win against him for anyone, I don't want to take anything away from that. But it did. It felt like Hooker was a little more conservative. And and look, he was fighting 
in a main event in his uh his home country so it's like maybe he was the nerves hit him a little but it seemed like he was more fighting not to lose and to get the point decision than to go out and fuck people up like we've seen from him lately so i'm sure especially by the end because he started to go for those takedowns in the fourth and the fifth Mm -hmm. and it was like and that and again that's my issue isn't with the leg kicks or the takedown. It's the combination of like the shit you talked and, and the platform you're on and you go with the desperate leg kicks and then cut to the championship rounds and you're going for the desperate takedowns. It was just like it just didn't sit right with me. And I don't know, like I just felt like Felder was he was fighting his own fight. And yeah, he was yeah. getting ripped with that jab and and a few like solid body shots but at least he was fighting his fight and i don't know like it just it was desperation versus a guy who was just like going out yeah, there if that fights in in new york or something vegas felder easily gets the the win and it's not like a bad decision you know what i mean the exact same right. fight different location yeah, i'm not mad at the decision as it is. i'm excited to see hooker fight and as far as Felder, he's one of those guys we know he does. He's a really good commentator and clearly just has a, a good head on his shoulders. So he's going to be good no matter what. So he's almost won as much as I believe what I said. I think he could have had a belt since it doesn't look like that's going to happen in his career. I'm not mad at all if he just if, if he walks away and right after this or the next fight or two. Can't lie, bro. That post fight speech he gave where he was like, I got a, a little doddered. I almost cried. Like, I Dude. literally almost... I felt my eyes water. I was like, fuck, bro. I'm not crying <laughs> after a fight. That he just... Uh, I don't know. Just another... Similar to, to Joey, he just seems like a, a quality guy. And I want to yeah. see him do well. And fortunately, it looks like he set himself up to do very well and stay in the sport, even if he's not actively fighting anymore. So... All the best to Felder. That was another impressive performance. Just that's just what he does. You know what I mean? He's just one of those. He's gonna do that every single time. And if he wanted to fight another five years, which I'm sure he won't, but he could do that and still do that every single time and be a problem for anyone. As far as Hooker, we're just gonna have to see who he gets matched up with. Like I saw he uh he tweeted out to Poirier. I would love to see that fight. Great matchup. Yeah. First, First impression just off the top is I would definitely give the edge to Poirier, but I'm also a big fan of his of, of that guy and how his, his style of fighting. I think they're similar, but Dustin has a little more experience, and I just like where he's at right now. Even he does seem hella motivated after that Khabib fight, yeah. which took nothing away from his. If anything, it just upped his stock. Again, even just he's the only one who like tried to get a guillotine on Khabib like that. You know what I mean? Like as right. much as it didn't go well for him at all. That's it's fucking Khabib. That's what he does. He mauls people. So I would love to see Poirier versus Hooker coming up, but we'll just have to see, man. It's uh, an interesting one for sure. And if it, it chances are Hooker will look a lot more like he did in his last few fights than this one, and he got the win. So more uh, more credit to him for that. And He's also, I don't know, man, I would not be mad at all if in somehow it lined up. I don't, I don't see this happening like too soon, but if Hooker ends up with a belt and you have three champs out of that camp in, in New Zealand, that would, that's just dope for them, man. That's, uh, they, they're doing yeah. something fucking right over there. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, so. Yeah, that would be sick. Three of Is them there any other Zealand. matchups for Hooker that you, you could think of besides Poirier? No, I, I, 
I I would love that fight. Um, and yeah, I mean it. it it's Poirier in some ways is very much like Felder in that they're they're both kind of high level boxers um, for the UFC period, not just the uh, the lightweight class, but um, I think Poirier is a bit longer as far as like reach and I, th- I don't know maybe Felder's like I think they're probably roughly the same height, but I feel like Poirier probably has a Poirier longer seems rangier for sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I bet you Dan Hooker would have the same sort of game plan versus um, Poirier, but I think Poirier's box boxing is a lot. Uh, it's it's more slick than Felder's is. Felder's is kind of just like tight in the pocket uh, with like a heavy a heavy right hand, whereas Poirier like has a legit jab. Um, his footwork's better, circles better. Uh, so I don't know. I, I would love to see that fight just because I think it would be not that Felder's not a, a legit test, but um, I think Poirier is definitely a more well-rounded fighter. With, I agree. Yeah. With higher level boxing. Not, not by much, but um, as far yeah. as mixing it with the movement and stuff, uh, I think that'd be a fun fight to watch for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So now at lightweight, we have just a fucking pool of savages waiting. So the Tony Khabib fight, we'll be getting into that a lot very soon. We have uh, Gaethje, Connor, and now Hooker all in that mix. And I'm sure there's some some other people right under them that I'm missing out on. Lightweight is fucking stacked right now, man. And when you... You, you're looking up like, all right, I'm about to climb this mountain to the belt, and then that fucking Dagestani <laughs> killer is at the top, or possibly Tony soon, then damn, man. That's like, how would you motivate yourself? Especially, like, and that's more props to Dustin for because he, he seems so motivated coming off. Like, I'm going to get right back there and try to fight that killer again. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't care who you are outside of Tony just because he's so crazy. Even if you fully believe you should win, which you absolutely should, if you're going into a title fight, no one wants it with Khabib just because you know how hard of a win it's going to be. Even if you could, if if you see a, a path to victory, which you should all be able to if you're you're taking that fight, you still know you're going to get mauled for some of it. There's no clean, like, <laughs> no walk-off KO versus Khabib. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it seems right. like the best hope people are having now is a little... Uh, foreshadow of the the khabib tony breakdown you're like well tony could cut him and the fight could be stopped <laughs> yeah that's the yeah that's the best chance against could be like just try to cut his head i guess <laughs> like as yeah he's fucking you up but yeah man it's uh it's gonna be a good year for lightweights can't yeah, the wait other to thing, see uh, yep. i forgot about is uh charles uh, Oliveira versus Kevin Lee. I, I keep forgetting oh, that Kevin hell Lee. Hell yeah! I always skip um, Kevin Lee because he went up to welterweight and then I missed. But yo, Kevin Lee is—he's one or two fights away. Yeah, and he—if anyone in that division is most definitely world class, it's Kevin Lee when he shows up. Fucking love that he's at TriStar now. He's another one. I just—I I like these experiments at the big camp. I want to see what Kevin Lee does. I want to see what Johnny Walker does. And Kevin Lee already looked good. Sure, we'll see Johnny Walker. I, I haven't heard of a fight for him, but yeah, I think for fighters like that, Frost is the perfect coach for him. So yeah, yeah. Kevin Lee is gonna be—he's gonna be problems for any. I bet he makes another legit title run, whether he gets it or not, and then goes right back up to seventy. 
Yeah, no, I yeah, dude, the 155 is crazy because you still have Al sitting there too, which after um I think it was the mm-hmm. I think it's Sug Nine, I think that was the last one. Um when Al fought, uh grappled with um Mike Perry. They talked about uh, doing a yeah. fight. Um but Al said that I... Perry would have to come down to fifty five, which I don't know if Perry could make fifty five. That'd probably be I think Pretty he rough. physically could. I do not see him wanting to and then having the discipline to lose all that muscle. Because he's, he's a big guy for welterweight. Losing, He'd have to lose a lot of muscle Yeah. and going down. But it would be interesting. And it honestly could be a good move for Perry right now if he wanted to force that. And yes, it could go bad if that is legitimately way below his, his comfortable weight to cut, even after dieting down and shit. But Perry's... He's always going to be fun to watch. We're all hyped to see him fight now, hyped to see him in a grappling match. And Perry's, he's a perfect example. I think he's definitely plays a character, but there's enough realness behind it that it's entertaining and enjoyable. So when he says some real crazy shit, you're like, oh, that's just Mike doing Mike Perry shit. But then when he just talk, when he talks some shit, you're like, oh, well, that's really him too. You know what I mean? When he's just talking normal shit. So it's, I love the versus I'm, I'm going back to what we were on before versus the Henry or, or Colby bullshit. I like what Perry's done so much better. And even having some, some tough fights and some, some high profile losses, he's still Perry's right there as a guy. Everyone wants to see fight. It could be a little revival for, for him if he did go, go down and was like, yeah, fuck it. I can I, look. I can get in even better shape. I can come in lighter, fight at 55, and beat Al. And then, not that I think 55 is a good option for him long term at all. It would give him another option. So, dude, I feel like Mike Perry is like that friend that you have to tell <laughs> people who, who don't know who they are. Like, hey, look, I got this friend. Like he, Yo, he and we he have means well, just like, like you know who I'm talking about back in high school. You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, the, the, yeah, the thing that would be great on that. Uh, and this is just a perfect example of how Perry plays that character. And it's really him. So like, he like lit a cigarette up at the little weigh-in before that grab match and blew the smoke at <laughs> out. Like just doing doing Mike Perry shit. It was fucking hilarious. Then after like, do y'all have any issues? Like, are we, is there gonna be a fight coming up? And Perry's like, I have no issues. Like, unless he wants to handle it somehow. <laughs> like saying like, no, I have no problem with this dude. But yeah, I'll fight him anytime, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny how he he approaches shit like that. And yeah, yeah regardless. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hyped to see Perry fight wherever next grapple ufc whatever yeah i'd like to see him get another fun matchup it would be a lot better like probably give him a catch weight at 165 or make al go up to 170 that would be the the better way to to do that but we'll see man it's very possible and you know perry's a crazy motherfucker he might just be down for anything he might be that kind of savage all right fuck it yeah i'll lose 20 pounds and then cut some weight too because i'm sure perry's got to walk like 190, 195. I think I wouldn't I, be surprised if he's over 200 and when he I, like in between camps. I think for that um, that submission underground thing, I think he weighed in around 190, 185, uh, 190, and I think um, Al weighed in around like 181. So yeah, that's not saying when it's more of like a frame thing when you get to that because Perry's definitely the bigger guy, but also like if you are if you can come in at the same weight and you're comfortable, fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like it's right. it's a totally there's a lot of ways you can win as a, having a smaller stature in an MMA fight. First right. uh, 
versus a, a bigger guy. And especially if they don't have a huge weight advantage on you, which isn't going to go crazy with the grappling, even though even in pure grappling, it shows up all the time. Little guys will pull off crazy upsets against in, in open weight classes and shit. I think it would be, I think it'd be a smart move for Al too. Cause I, I was just, just focused on Perry there, but Al could definitely use uh, and Al's fully established himself. He's done putting a lot of work ever since that filling in in the Khabib fight, which there was a lot of other factors in that one, but it did, did make Al look good, even though he took a, a solid L there. Doing something like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go up to 70 and fight Mike Perry. I, I think it would be a great move for Perry or Al to, to actually get a fight matched up. But, yeah, that, uh, yeah, always some, some shit going on in, in MMA, man. Is there, there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap here? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much everything. Um, yeah, no, that, yeah, we got oh. it all. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said at the beginning, this is the first one. I'm just going to upload the audio as a podcast, too, so if anyone wanted to get it that way. So I think it'll be Filthy Casuals Fight Podcast or MMA Podcast. I'll give it, give an update on the name for the next one. And the Filthy Casuals MMA on Instagram is where we're doing the bulk of, uh, bulk of these breakdowns, uploading the individual clips. So people should be able to find it either or on that. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be back soon for this 248 breakdown. Izzy Romero, fucking hype. And <laughs> what yeah. you fucking hype? I'll one, see you so. soon, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i don't even want to I'm, I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole real quick and we start talking on that yeah, so, yeah right we will yeah. we'll be back soon with it and yeah that'll be a wrap for today we're